Mokira Shell Buddha Shell. Coming to you live from a little grass shack in the middle of the Pacific Ocean, it's the Junior Kekuleva Junior Show, starring Junior Kekuleva Junior. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Junior King Weber Junior, bro. We get, I, you know, so yes, bro, I gotta tell you about yesterday, but before we tell you about yesterday and what happened, oh man, we just like to say mahalo. We just like to say thank you. You know, we should, we start all our shows with gratitude, right? Attitude of gratitude. You know, I don't know. I don't know when that be, you know became a thing, right? Because, bro, we was we was thankful like long time, and then all of a sudden they said attitude of gratitude. They get all these catchphrases. So, like, okay, whatever works, right? Uh, we like to say Mahalati guys. So, one of uh, so <laughs> our show about our podcast, corruption and elsewhere, is going off the charts as far as uh, as far as the numbers go. Bro, we get the numbers right away now. It's not like the old days, bro. So uh, we would like to say thank you to everybody in the upper 48. We only have 26 states listening to us right now. Only 26. So there's there's room for improvement, right? There's always, bro, you know what? With life, eh, you never can learn it all. You never can know it all. And you never can do it all, right? So somewhere along the line, I'm going to die in the middle in the middle of projects, in the middle of everything, bro. Let me tell you. So, 26 states in the United States. We like to say mahalo to you guys. Thank you. Also, two countries. Ireland, the Netherlands, Ghana, Canada, United Kingdom, Australia, Brazil. Bro, that's a new one right there. Belgium, Peru. Uh, Belgium, I know the kind. I know Manuel in Belgium. Hey, Manuel, what's up, man? Hope you're listening. Uh, Peru, Bangladesh. That's a new one. Bangladesh, Okay. We never did see that. That's a brand new country. Bangladesh, we'd like to say aloha to you guys. And uh, Poland. Poland. That's where the Pope was from. John Paul II. He was from Poland. But Poland, Austria, Germany, South Africa. Bro, all, almost all of Europe is tuning in. You know what I mean? Thank you very much, you guys. South Africa, Russia, Japan, France, Italy, and Israel. Oh, bro. Okay, so um, our percentage on Apple Podcasts actually went up. From 72 to 75%. And Anchor is 8%. Spotify is 6%. Everybody else is 9%. So that, that's Google. That's all of... Bro, we're on so many platforms. Now, this morning, we had 3,600 plus plays. Just this morning. Just this morning. So, and, and we want to really... want to say mahalo. And thank you. Because, uh, bro, this is, uh, this, <laughs> this is unexpected. You know what I mean? I never did expect this, Hawaii. Okay, now, um, male uh, listenership is 66%, and female is 33%. You know, that's almost the same amount of, you know, uh, you know, women that go outside their relationship or go, you know, fool around on their marriage. It's about 33%. And 
and men is about 65%, something like that, right? 70%, something like that. I think it was 65%, something like that. So that, the numbers kind of look familiar to me. I'm like, whoa, okay. Uh, we've seen that before. Anyway, but um, so by yesterday, right? Because I'm hanging out yesterday. And you you know what is the, the good part, right? It's like it's like Hawaii has aloha, right? And and we call it the aloha spirit, you know. And for you guys that that are not familiar, aloha spirit is like you know, it, it, it's sort of like uh, you know, like when you hospitality, right? When you're nice to people, okay, that's the aloha spirit, and we get plenty of that in Hawaii. So I'm walking out of Starbucks, right? And I'm carrying my coffee, and this guy, cause I, you know, I would rather go to Starbucks than make them at home you know what i mean that would be the easy way for me just make them at home you know have them right there on the counter boom right but no i i like the experience you know so that that was the thing that really that really let me down in this covid thing because i couldn't go and you know see the girls i walk inside everybody's hey junior how's it junior you know and that's a lot of spirit and we got that going on over here now i don't know where you live I don't know if it's like that, you know, probably if you're in a small town, you guys like that too, right? And so Hawaii is like one big small town, which is part of the problem. <laughs> it's part, it's a good thing, but it's part of the problem, okay? But you really got to watch yourself. So this guy, is coming out. I'm going in, right? He goes, hey, 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 Junior, right? And and he got a mask on. I, I, I didn't even know the guy, right? And and I look at him and, you know, he make the eyebrows go up like that. You know, like, hey, how's it? And I was like, hey, what's up? You know, what's up? How's it? How's it? You know, but but this kind of thing happens, right? So then I get my coffee. I go back outside. And the guy goes, hey, so what? What? Well, we heard the podcast, bro. We heard the podcast. But your uncle was syndicate too. And then we start having these discussions, right? And we start talking about all this stuff. And then so he starts telling me, right, that he was working at the phone company. And his job was to go collect from the phones, you know, collect from the pay phones and stuff, right? And he said that that his boss, so his boss was was working phone company, he was the boss, but he was also in a syndicate, right? And and I, I was telling, you know, I, I think I said on a podcast, right, that syndicate guys are all over the place. It's not just, you know, there's not this office called the syndicate, right, that everybody belongs to it. No, 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 no. The syndicate is a network of uncles. Mm-hmm. When's the last time you heard somebody say, oh, you know my grandfather, he's in the syndicate. Well, you know my father, he's in the syndicate. No, it's always uncles, right? It's like, bro, you know what? My uncle, my uncle's in the syndicate. You know what I mean? Because what you do is you sit down at the party, right? And you pop open the first green bottle. And then you get this, you throw back the second green bottle. You throw in back the third. And pretty soon... It's like it comes out. It just it just comes out, right? The brother across from you is sitting down, and I mean I don't know if it's because he doesn't have anything interesting to say. I, I don't know what it is, right? But but brother, he, he just sitting down, right? After the third beer, he's like, but, but, you know what? Because sometimes they stutter, and you go, you you know my uncle in in a syndicate, bro. And we, we look at these guys and we laugh because, I mean, you know, it takes, but it takes like at least three beers for the syndicate stuff to come out, right? 
And then they start telling stories, right? And you know, you kick back and you know, okay, okay. Uncle's in the syndicate, all right. But this guy yesterday starts telling me that his uncle was in the syndicate and he knew the guy. He knew some of the guys I knew, right? Because he heard me tell the boat story. He goes, brah, we used to do, brah, the kind of stuff we used to do down Makua Cave. So there's this place called Makua Cave. It's way at the end of the island. You go way down the west side. You, it's deep west. It's about as deep west as you want to go down there. And he was telling me about he was telling me about all these stories. And I ended up drinking my whole coffee. I was, you know, I was going to take my coffee. I was going to get in my car. And I was going to go for a ride. You know, because I like my car, right? I, I cruise. And I go, you know, drive around. You know, because there's not much we can do right now. Everybody's in quarantine, including yours truly, right? And so this guy is taking up, like, my whole coffee. And he's explaining, like, all this, this syndicate action. So he said, yeah, bro, my job was collecting. I was collecting from the phone, you know, the, the, the telephone, the pay phone. So this was, this was quite some time ago because I, I don't think they do that anymore. I, don't, I never see one pay phone in a long time. And so he goes, yeah, we used to collect from the pay phones. And, bro, this guy used to follow me all the time. He used to follow me all the time. Every time I collecting like that, bro, he follow me. He tell me, what? Oh, how's you? How are you? How are you, bro? How are you? You know that kind, right? Like intimidating and stuff. And he used to be collecting from the phone, you know, from the phone. So he used to tell the guy, oh, sorry, bro. No, I no can talk story. I got to work. And the guy, you know, so the guy started harassing him, basically. Long story short. And so he told his boss, right? And he said, he said his boss said, you know what? Show me the guy. <laughs> so he took, he took 138, right? And he put him in a glove compartment of his Lincoln Continental. Now, this guy had a blue Lincoln Continental with a white vinyl uh, the kind of roof, right? And so this guy is telling me all these all his details. He goes, bruh, he, he put the 38 in his glove compartment. And we, do, we went to go look for this guy. And the guy saw it. So they made his, he said, you just you just go and you just do your stuff. So he followed the, the phone truck, right? The, the supervisor, the, okay, the boss. And he followed the phone truck. And and so my this guy that I was talking to, right? So he gets out, and then he go he goes to collect, and by the third one, but here comes this guy, and they because he working Waikiki, he doing Waikiki collecting in Waikiki. Here comes brother, right? And he starts with the uh, you know, hey, what's up? Yeah, how are you? How are you? Well, how are you? See now in Hawaii, I don't know where you guys are from. Most of my listeners are outside of Hawaii, so I gotta explain the how are you. Okay, it's all about tone, right? So if you're gonna ask somebody like how they are, you know, like like uh, hey, how are you? You know, you know that. So so we just we cut them short. It's just how you, and the how you depends on the tone. Okay, now there's an intimidating how you, and there's the nice how you. Okay, now like when you go in a club, you see you see a chick, you give her the how's it how you? You go, how's it baby? How you? How you? Right now, that's a nice how you, right? Okay, but this guy was getting the kind. Oh, say, bro, so uh, how you, <laughs> right? He was getting that kind how you. Now, when you get that kind how you, Hoines, it's time, it's time to pay attention. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Because something may be going down, and he's going, he's going, what, bro? Hey, hey, well, how you, how you, bro? How you, how you, how you, right? And normally, normally, the pushback is. How me? How you? Right? You know, and then pretty soon, going scrap. This guy's going. You know, you know what I mean. 
So, so this guy started talking to this guy. His boss would grab a newspaper. He had a newspaper on the front seat. He went wrapped a 38 in a newspaper. And he walked up to the guy. And he just opened the newspaper. And the guy saw the gun. Right? It's a, it, it was called a 38 special back in the day. And, and he opens the newspaper. And he closed them. So the guy saw. Right? And he closed the newspaper. He put his hand in the newspaper. He grabbed the gun. Right? He put his hand in the newspaper. He said... Okay, you see this guy right here? He's my boy. You understand? And the guy goes, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. But okay, now this is what we call the back paddle. Okay, we call this the back paddle, okay? And I think it's because most of us in Hawaii, we swim. We swim, we surf, we body surf. We, so so, so we, call this the, we call this the back paddle, right? Because now, now it's, oh, oh, bro, bro, oh, oh. You know, so he backing off now, right? Bro, that guy, he said, he said, from then on, we now and collect pay phones, bro. No trouble, bro. Nothing, right? Cause his boss and follow him that. You know, he's bro. My whole coffee was spent on this guy doing this stuff, and I, I was checking. You know, bro, I was checking my watch. I was doing everything. I was trying to get out of this conversation. You know, he was telling me all this guy sneaking that kind of accent. I'm like, bro, the guys, the guys I knew. Oh man. The guy, you know, so it was kind of like that, but different. And in the old days, but this is how it was, Hawaiians. Now it's a little bit different. Most of the, most of the mob action is moved on paper. And they still get some, you know. But there's different levels of, of mob action. See, there's the executive level, right? So this, this executive level, level is what you call it, the lieutenants, Right, you call you know a lot of guys call him lieutenant. Oh, that's that's a lieutenant right there. You <laughs> lieutenant. You know more bars, right? Well, you don't need bars. <laughs> you know that guy. So, but 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 that's the kind of guys, right? Now these guys at the executive level, they get rules, okay? And they get couple of rules because my uncle used to sit down and see they they was priming me. They was priming me. They was checking me out. They was seeing like, well, can we bring this guy inside? Or, is this guy, you know, material for the company or or not? You know, you know what I mean. And I never, even, I I did not want to be considerated. You see what I mean? <clears throat> I didn't want any consideration whatsoever, bro. I didn't want to be considerated, Owens. And 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 my uncle then was like, well, you know, I think I think maybe you know we could use this guy, you know. And and all the guys goes, yeah, I don't I don't know if he did. So so I started off as the car starter. Right, I was the car starter, so my first job, right, was to start the car, and they would give me the keys to the car, right, and they used to, you know, so I used to show up, we used to show up like six thirty in the morning, the union hall, right? and and my uncle would give me the keys, and he said, you see the you see the Chevy over there, yeah, yeah, okay, you go start the car, and that was my job, and he gave me a hundred dollar bill, and he gave me and he gave me the keys, and I had to go start the car, and I was wondering like, how come, you know. Hundred bucks just to start the car, so I started like a few cars, like a few times, right? And and it just it took me about, I think I went down the road about four cars, right? And and my friend saw me one time. He saw me at the hall. He saw me going down into the garage, and he you know so he said, "Hey, bro, how come you's down a union hall?" I said, "Oh, cause I, you know I I I, I start the cars." He goes. Oh, dude, that you start the cars and I go yeah bro they give me a hundred bucks hundred bucks just for start the car bro but this gonna be on so I thought this was gonna be on big money making job for me right I thought oh man I'm gonna I'm gonna make big bucks you know because 
if you know, because in my mind, right, I thought, well, if I'm making hundred bucks just to start the car, you see what I'm saying, right? I'm gonna move up, and when I move up, but I'm gonna, you know, maybe, maybe I'm gonna get five hundred for driving. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so, so I go, yeah, but hundred bucks. All I gotta do is go over there and start the car. He goes, but you know why you starting the car? Eh? And and I, and I go, no, what, what? I thought everybody was like that. He goes, bro, look. So he pulled me on the side and he goes, the reason why they're giving you the hundred dollars to start the car is because there's a lot of car bombs that get rigged for a lot of these executive types because these guys, they they're not the street guys. These guys is the executive branch, what you would call the executive branch of the syndicate. These, these guys are organized. These guys are like, they, they, they big time guys, right? And the guys that are paying me, right, is, is the guys below them, right? So these guys are giving, he goes, he goes, bro, uh, they're paying you $100 because every time you survive one car starting, okay, then, then you get $100. He goes, if they find, if you find one car that is wired, okay, that means the thing is wired with explosives and you start the car when you turn on that ignition you are gone and then i had to think oh, <laughs> then i had to think right and so the next time because i couldn't just pull out i couldn't just pull out i had to make excuses i had to you know so one time i said oh uncle I, I, sorry sorry i cannot go i sick and the next time you know i, I go, oh bro running out of reasons already running out of excuses right so so he so one the last time i did that right i was kind of paying attention now because now i knew now i knew why i was starting the car for 100 bucks right so you give me the 100 so you give me the 100 bucks give me the keys so I walking over to the car, I, you know, looking around. Right when I'm opening the door of the car, see, because sometimes the, the they used to rig the car with the ignition, and sometimes they could rig them uh, with the with the lock because certain cars had electric lock. If the thing did electric lock, they can wire them. You know, they, it, I, I don't know how they do them. I'm not an electrician. I don't do that kind of stuff, but they know how, right? They know how. They knew how it was done. And so anyway, so I went and we opened the car. And I turn around and I see, I see them hide, like they behind a wall, behind a cement wall. And they looking at me going, bruh, bruh, start the car, start the car. Bruh, that was the last car. Went, that's the last car. Oh, I, that was the last car I went to start. But after that, bruh, I went, I went to look for a security job after that. For real, security. So because I was kind of like, you know, I was kind of like, uh, what, what do you call it? Like, you're not, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't in the syndicate or anything stupid like that. I wasn't like that. I was, but, but these guys, I was around all these syndicate guys, right? So they gave me one job as security, okay? And, and I thought, oh, bro, I'm gonna make big bucks. <clears throat> Wrong. Bro, I, I never make big bucks, but I was making minimum, bro. They paid me minimum. But, okay, his, 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 his big fat butt, all right? But, they give me a uniform. They give me a badge. Right? They give me all the kind. And my job was basically, right, to 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 check the premises, right. So I had these little boxes, you know, just regular security guard stuff. But this hotel was owned by the union. Okay, so the union, right? I can tell you which union. Some of these guys still alive, 
some of these some of these guys, bro. And then I used to live with one of these guys later on. Oh, bro, tell you. But but the kind the kind of stuff I saw, always like my eyes wanted to pop out. And then I had to like invent something for do, just to get out of the the area. You know what I'm saying? Because I never like see too much. You know what I mean? So anyway, so 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 you know after after that I was security, regular security, but was the union's hotel, and I'm like, how do I have to have a hotel that belongs to the union? And one day, one of these, I don't can tell you because he's still alive. He put me on the side, sit me down, and he told me the story, and it was a pretty interesting story. Uh, that's not a podcast. <laughs> that's not a podcast. But I ended up being the security guard for these guys, and I was pretty big. I was pretty big in my young days. I was on solid two, 250, 260. You know, after one bowl rice, maybe maybe I was 265. I don't know. But but so I was working security, and I thought, oh, this is one good way for the kind, right? Uh, work your way up, kind, right? But but they wouldn't recommend me to the security company. So my dreams of yeah, you know what I should have done, right? Now that I I think back, right? I should have stayed on starting cars for a little while. You know what I mean? Bro, we cut myself down from 100 bucks to minimum. Bro, minimum minimum back in the day was 5 bucks an hour. 5 bucks, bro. 5 bucks an hour. So I'm going to tell you guys the story really quick of how I got into radio. Okay? I'm going to tell you guys because the syndicate didn't work. So when I was young, my father told me, my stepfather told me when I was young, he said, bro, whatever you do, well, he never said, bro. He just said, he said, what? He said, Junior? Whatever you do, be the best. He goes, if you're going to be one criminal, be the best criminal, right? He goes, you can be one uh, good guy, whatever. You, whatever you do, you can be an electrician, be the best electrician, right? So I was like, oh, geez, I got to be the best at something. You know what I mean? Well, when you when you're in high school kid, you're thinking like that, right? Oh, bro, that's a lot of work. I got to be the best, right? And then you, you, you're figuring like, Oh, had had so many people, right? Like you go to an electric company, you know how much electricians get, right? And and my stepfather, right? He was into all this kind of stuff, like construction kind of stuff, right? And you go to the job site and you see how many guys get, and you go, oh man, I gotta be the best out of all them guys, right? And so so what he told me, right? So so we knew that the gangster part never work out. You know, I was hanging with gangsters, right? I was, we was running errands. Bro, kind <laughs> errands we used to run. We used to run errands. Bro, my cousin used to pick up a briefcase from the governor's office every Friday with money inside. With money inside. Bro, cash. He had cash inside. Right? And was on black attache case, one briefcase. He's every Friday pick him up. And every Friday I go with him. Right? And every Friday he take him to a small office. Bro, his office is small. Was on small humble office. You would never know who you you would never know that this money is going from the state capital to this small little office, right? And right next door at a mortuary, you know, and and that's where you would end up, right? <laughs> if you said anything, you'd end up in that mortuary, right? And and we never you had one creepy guy too, bro. He used to work over there, the, but that's not a podcast. But this guy was kind of weird, bro. <laughs> it was, was kind of weird. He used to pick up hookers and stuff downtown and uh, take them for a ride in the hearse and he'd make them lie down in the hearse. That brother was, oh, brother was weird, bro. And so, so anyway, so I'm doing this, you know, I'm doing this job, right, this security job. Now, we go down the road like 
about, I think, year and a half, right? And I'm still hanging with the gangsters, but I got to do my job. You know what I mean? And a lot of these guys, you know, you think gangster, right? But they're nice people. They're really good people. I mean, I, well, I don't want to say they're good people, but, but they're nice guys. If, if you knew them, like you just knew, you know, you never know what they did for a living. They're actually nice people. They're good people. I mean, they, they're good to you. That kind of thing. So they took care of me. And it was really good to me. So, so finally, I'm, I'm about a year and a half down the road with this security company, right? And, uh, <laughs> So they promote me. They promote me because I was doing, I was doing radio on the side, right? I was doing this and I was hanging with gangsters all at the same time. And we just it was like on merry-go-round. It's like one day over here, one day over there, one day over here. And so, so they they give me this job of dispatcher because they go, bro, you know what? You get the voice, bro. You get you get one good voice that you can read. See, a lot of guys, they like put up this badger, but they don't can read. You know what I mean? So the thing come out kind of kapakahi like that. So uh, I'm sorry. For, for you guys outside of Hawaii, kapakahi means crooked or, or any kind. So the thing, it's a slang. It's a slang where it's a Hawaiian word that, that means crooked, but we use it to mean like whatever, right? Any kind. So, so anyway... So, so they, they hired me for the dispatch thing. They said, okay, we will give you a raise from $5. You can make $8.75 or something like that. I don't know. And then, so I'm like, oh, okay. So my first night, right, was, was you know, like two weeks away, right? And they let me took, they, they let me take on break for like one week. So they call them on vacation. They, they paid me everything. They, they gave me the regular pay, whatever. Okay, now comes that night, right? But just so happens... That this radio guy, now I'm not going to mention his name because, you know, had, had some stuff down the road with this guy. But but I'm not going to mention his name, but he put me on his show. He had the most popular nighttime show in Hawaii. Okay? And and so he he put me on as an audition, like, like that night, right? And I'm like, oh, man, that's the night I got to show up. And, and I had to show up at the dispatching office at 7 o'clock. <clears throat> for the for the security company, right? So I'm like, oh man, I gotta, you know, so like which one, right? Which one I gonna do? Which one I gonna do? So I go to the radio station because I go, yeah, I gotta follow my heart. Okay. Now the law of attraction is coming up, okay? Coming up, okay. So so I had to follow my heart, right? I had to pursue my dreams. And my dream was to be one famous singer. I said, That's all I wanted. That's all I want to ask God. I said, God, please. Cause I was watching Frank Sinatra on TV. I was watching Dean Martin on TV, you know, Don Ho, Sam Kapoor, all them guys on TV, right? They used to do the Jerry Lewis, Telethon, right? All these guys. So I used to see all the local guys plus the mainland guys. And I said, God, I just want to be like that. I just want to be a famous singer. That's all I like to do. I just want to stand there and, you know, get the orchestra in the back and then boom, right there. That's it. That's what I want to do, right? So anyway, that was my dream. And I was thinking, well... If I get into radio first, right? I get into radio, right? Then I'm gonna be around the music industry, right? Music guys. And then I can I can make the hookups, right? And then then I can go get produced, right? Then they're gonna produce me, then I'm gonna, you know, and then I'm gonna get on job, and then then I can get the orchestra, then I'm gonna get the show, then I'm gonna get all this stuff. Okay. Didn't happen like that at all. <laughs> okay, but but I started out in radio. So what I'm trying to tell you guys is that. You know, my, I had this one major goal, right? And the, the journey that I took to get to that goal, 
was was like on long uh, roundabout journey, right? I never make one straight line. I never walk right to the record company, right? I never walk right to the to the kind, right? But but I went to the radio station, right? And so the guy said, "Well, we'll, we'll see what you can do. Come by at seven o'clock." So I went down. And my mom always taught me something. She said, "She said, you know, if if you're going doing, you know, an appointment, you gotta go early." So there I am at six fifteen, right? And I know I'm supposed to show up, right? At the security guy place, I know I'm supposed to show up seven o'clock, and I'm like, "Oh man, what am I gonna do? What am I gonna do?" So I'm sitting in the production room. It's actually the newsroom. They use them as a production room too, but you can see into the main studio. Now I'm watching this guy. Because his show was at, he, uh, I'm watching the guy before him. So he comes on at 7 o'clock, 7 to midnight. Now I'm watching this other guy, and you know, and you see the flashing lights, and the guy's talking to the microphone, you know, 15 minutes after the hour, 6 o'clock in the evening time, you know, so and so is coming up at 7. And, and this is big time for me, right? I'm looking at the big time. And I'm sitting in the next room, and I'm wondering to myself, how the hell did I get here? You know, like, how did I get to this place? Because this was the number one AM station. Well, actually, it was number two. Number two AM station in town. Those days, AM was the thing, right? Never had FM stations. I mean, had, but it wasn't real popular, right? And so I was sitting in this radio station. I'm watching everything. I'm watching the flashing lights. I'm sitting, watching everybody. You know, I'm like, wow, this is the big time. And, oh, yeah, there's the security company, right? So... So I, I finally, I finally get the nerve up, right? I'm building up the nerve. Call this guy, call this guy. I gotta call in sick. And then I'm thinking like, bro, you, you calling in sick on the first day. You know what I mean? But, but in my mind, I'm like, okay, all I need is this one day and then I can work the rest, right? But I gotta do this. I gotta do it. So I call, right? Right around 6.30, I get the nerve to call. So I call this guy. Right, and he, he's he's gone long time already, so I can say his name. His name is Tom. His name was Tom, and so I go okay. So I, so I go on the phone. Hey, uh, Tom, uh, how's it? This Junior. Uh, you you know what I right? I I got some bad news. I, I I'm I'm really not feeling well. I, I I just I cannot I cannot come in right. And so he goes, he goes. You know you're supposed to work tonight, right? You know tonight is your first night of dispatch, right? And you know we just promoted you and gave you one week's pay, right? And and so I, I'm like, yeah, Tom, but but you know, Tom, I I I'm really sorry, but I you know I'm not feeling good in it. So we start going back and forth like that. Okay, pretty soon, pretty soon, I, I I go, okay, do the right thing, tell the truth, tell the truth, the truth shall set you free, right? Oh boy, did the truth set me free? So I said, so I said, Tom, look, I, I'm re I'm really sorry, but. But, but I, you know, I was wondering if maybe Mr. Grady can fill in for me. So now this guy, Mr. Grady, was the, he was the owner. He was one of the owners. But he used to work dispatch, right? Because, well, he could read. <laughs> you know what I mean? So anyway, <clears throat> so he goes, wait, 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 Junior, let me get this straight. He goes, you are asking me to ask the vice president of the company to come in and work dispatch for you? And I said, I said, Tom, Tom, you know, so pretty soon, right? I get in his vibe, you know, bro, you got to tell the truth, bro, you got to tell the truth. So I said, okay, 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 Tom, 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 uh, let, let, let me, uh, I'm really sorry. But tonight I'm, I'm auditioning 
on, you know, and I told him, right, the radio, this radio station, and it, it, it's the biggest nighttime show in town, and and, I, and I'm finally getting this break at 7 o'clock, and, and I just need tonight. That's all I need is tonight. <laughs> so he told me, he goes, all right, then you know what, Keiko Eva? You make up your mind. You make up either you go in dispatch because I ain't got nobody, and if you cannot come in, I got to sit here all night long. So he would have to work till midnight. Well, actually, no, it was after. Yeah, he would have to work till the next morning because never had nobody. Because my job was to come in and I was supposed to work 7, seven to, seven to uh, 5 in the morning, right? And and I said, Tom, I, I'm really sorry, right? Now, in the back of my head, I'm like, bro, you told the truth already. You told the truth. What are you going to do? You go follow your heart. You go follow your dreams. Or you can dispatch. You know, so I'm making these decisions like in my head, right? And I'm talking to Tom on the phone. Like, Tom, I, I'm really sorry. Tom, Tom, I gotta do this audition because you, you you don't understand. This is this is like my this is like my thing that, that I was looking forward to, right? You know, when you were a young kid, right? I was young, but I was I was like I was like just I think I was 19 years old, 20 years old. I think it was nine, 19. I was 19 years old, right? And when you're 19 years old, bro. All you're thinking about is your dream, right? This is your dream, right? Well, at least for me, right? So, so you know more common sense, nothing when it comes to that. So he thought, and this was my paycheck. Okay, these guys was paying me, right? And I was getting a steady paycheck for these guys. And then on the other side of the fence was this radio audition, right? But this guy who was auditioning me, he was famous. He took me to lunch. He, he, right, he promised me all kinds of stuff, right? So... So I'm like, ah, what I gonna do? What I gonna do? What I gonna do? All right. So, so I, I said, Tom, I, I said, I, I, I'm really sorry. And and he goes, sorry. He goes, look, you gotta make up your mind right now. You gonna dispatch or you gonna do that damn stupid radio thing? And I said, Tom, I, I'm sorry. I, I have to do this radio thing. I, I'm, I'm sorry. And I hear him in the background, and I can't even. I keep, I try to keep my podcast clean, so I gotta tell you what he said. But he said, ah, and he said something else right after that. And he slams the phone. You can hear the phone, because never hang up good when slam first, then when hang up, right? Because he had to stay till five o'clock the next day. But I had to follow my heart. And I tell you, Hawaiians, there, there was nights, there was nights, so that, that radio station gig happened. I got the gig, everything. Going down the road, working for five bucks an hour, bro. Five bucks, five bucks an hour. Working on the weekend, five bucks an hour, right? Then I went to the next station, then the next station, and it was still minimum was five bucks an hour. That's all they paid you, unless you had one hit show, you know, like using the morning or using afternoon drive. But it was just five bucks, five bucks, and some nights, always all I had in my little refrigerator, a small frigidaire. Okay, and you know the small, the small mini refrigerators inside of studios. Yeah, so I don't studio apartment, right? <laughs> and a small little ice box there. When I opened the door to the ice box, all I had inside was ice water. And all I had on the counter was a couple cans of Vienna sausage. And that was my dinner. But I had to stick to my dream. Stick to my dream. But if I was working dispatch, right? Hey, maybe I could have had some, you know, corned beef or something. You know, <laughs> maybe I could have leveled up on that one. Okay, but here's the thing, right? When you take the baby steps towards your goal, towards your dream, okay, 
because I, I didn't starve to death. You know, I had enough. I had enough food. Yeah, some nights I didn't have as much food as I wanted to eat because I was a big dude. I was like 250, you know. So some some nights I didn't have the volume. You know what I'm saying? I, I didn't have the volume some, sometimes. But, but, you know, there was always enough. There was always, there was always something there. God always provided, you know. At the end of the day, God always provided no matter what. But you got to have the courage to take the steps. You know, I tell you guys a story when I walked into the car dealership 12 years ago. Bro, this was this was like 40 years ago. This was long time ago. This was, you know, I started, I started, I've been in radio, well, I'm not in radio anymore right now. At, you know, next week, next week I go meeting. So this might change. Next week's podcast might might be different. You never know, right? I don't know. You know, and, and that's the thing, see? You know, I still have my goal on being a singer. I still have my goal. I still think that, right? Now with COVID-19, you know, this is like on break for everybody. And some musicians are suffering. You know, some guys are really suffering out there. And I made my business online. And, you know, we, we get our stuff online. And, and I feel sorry for some of these guys. You know, as a matter of fact, you know, and you got to take, you got to take, uh, you got to, uh, you got to receive things right. You got to receive things in a good way to keep receiving. You know, like like when I never had, when I had two canned Vienna sausage and ice box in a, in uh, ice water and ice box, bro. You know, somebody gave me something. I was like, hey, mahalo, bro. Thank you. Thank you. You know, I saw this guy one time. I'll just tell you a side story really quick before we wrap him up. But the, the you know, the moral of the story is keep taking the baby steps to your dream. Because you know what? It took me years and years and years and years and then boom, overnight success, right? But the overnight success was like years and years and years. People never see the the, the 25 years before the overnight success. They never see that. Why? Because nobody knew. Nobody knew who I was, right? <laughs> like, Junior who? <laughs> like, what? What's a Junior Kego ever Junior? Nobody knew, right? So, so you got to do that. You got to do the groundwork. You gotta, you know, kids nowadays, they graduate college, they think like tomorrow they're gonna, they're gonna be CEO, right? They're gonna graduate and then, oh, we're gonna walk in the CEO's office tomorrow. I'll go put my feet up on the table and I'm in charge of this, right? I mean, I'm in charge of this, this, this monkey right here, right? No, 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 no can. Life doesn't work that way. But you take the baby steps and God will protect you. You take the baby steps and God will provide for you. Okay? And that's the law of attraction. You got to take the small steps. Not take the big steps. Don't jump. If you jump, you make the wrong jump. Right? You know, baby steps. Right? So I'm going to tell you a side story. And this is about receiving. Being a good receiver. If you're a good receiver, a lot of people are good givers. They're good to give. Right? Give. Oh, here, bro. Here, here you go. Boom, boom. Lunch right there. Yeah, plate lunch right there. Boom. Right? Starbucks, right there, boom. Yeah, 20 bucks, right there, boom. Right? 100 bucks, right there, boom. But when you give them something, right? They're like, whoa, 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 whoa. what is this for? Whoa, 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 what is this? What is, nah, 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 what is this? Right? Because they cannot receive good, right? So if they cannot receive good, right? Then they're going to get, they, you know, if you're not a good receiver, right? So pretty soon, you're going you're gonna to have trouble receiving. You're going to start blocking the, the, the stuff that's being given. Okay, 
so so I give you an, I give you a short explanation of, the, of this, right? So I was in this I was in this place, and I saw this guy, and he was one of my heroes on the radio. And this guy, I I seen him at one event, and this must have been like a couple years ago, right? And so I seen him at this event a couple years ago, and he was telling me about how he lost his job, and he was telling me about how he lost his job. He was telling me about. You know all these stuff, right? Like, like he he showed up at Walmart. He was the oldest guy, you know, and all these kids applying for this job. He was applying for this job, and then I mean, he so he's telling me this whole story, right? He's he's telling me this whole thing, and then um, so so anyway, he's telling me this stuff, and then all of a sudden, right? Uh, they they you know he's 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 telling me that you know uh there there was you know this 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 whole process he went through like several places. Several, several places. So, so then, then, then he goes. He felt really bad because you know he, he was old already, right? And I felt really bad for him, you know. And then, you know, maybe about a year, year and a half later, so I seen him in the subway. I go in, you know, I go in there for a sandwich. I go inside and I see him in the subway, and and I go in and so I say, hey, I said, hey, what? Uh, uh. So, so I told him. I said, uh, uh. Oh, so, sorry. <laughs> I would drop something over here. Okay, so so then I seen him, right? And I went and and I went and the, I went up to the girl. I gave him the card. She put the card in the machine, right? And then and then all of a sudden he he goes, hey, hey bro, what, what? I get job, bro. I get job, bro. What, what, what? Right? Brother was defensive like that, and I was thinking to myself, that's why you get problems. That's why. That's why these things happen. That's why. You see what I'm saying? Cause, cause brother was just really defensive. Now, if somebody's defensive like that, if you're defensive like that, if you get defensive like that, your vibration is pushing things away from you. Just know that. Just know that when somebody give you something, you guys, hey, 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 wow, 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 why are you doing it, wow, wow, no. Or you tell somebody, oh, you shouldn't have. Okay, you're making the giver feel bad now. Okay, and then so so if you're making the giver feel bad. Right, the next person coming along, you know, trying to give. Right, the vibration is is pushing that next person. So, so be a good receiver and be a good giver, you know. Because, but whatever you give, you can get back. Okay, so so it's always important to be on good giver and on good receiver. But that's a story always on how you know that that's that's a complete story on how I chose radio, and I chose radio. Over one one promoted position that was just promoted, right? And I'll never forget that day. Do I regret it? Hell no. Of course I don't regret it. Right? There's other things that I oh, oh I, I gotta go always. So, sorry always. Sorry always. Anyway, but yeah, there's there's uh, there's couple of things I regret. I think there's just one thing I regret in my life, but that's all right. No, <laughs> that's another podcast always. Hey, we want to thank our sponsors, Island Club and Spa, Voice Master Enterprises, Family of Service Companies, and of course, we want to thank AFM Hawaii Music, featuring the music of Darren Chinen on iTunes. Just download them. You spell his name D A R R I N. Last name is Chinen, C H E N E N. Yay! All right. Till the next time, Hawaiians. I'm Junior Kekoeva Junior Mahalo, and Allah.